Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. This is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so honored and blessed to have Alexandra Natalia today with us. She is going to rock your world. She really has a big heart. I can tell that already. Uh, Welcome, Alexandra, to the show. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm very glad to be here and really honored that I can give a piece of myself to this amazing project. I'm so happy you're here too. Thank you. Thank you. So I understand you're a digital marketing coach. Um, You share your knowledge about mindset, but you focus on relationships and business and leadership. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Sounds great. Can you tell us, can you share with us a little bit about how you started on this journey and a little bit about yourself? Yes, of course. Uh, So maybe let's start from uh, myself because I think that's the best part that I can actually share my story. So originally I'm from Poland and I spent 10 years of my life being abroad because when I was um, when I was 19, I decided that I want to go and travel around the world because I want to see different. I want to see something that I am not able to watch in my country. Don't get me wrong. I love my country. I love my people. But world is so big that I was always curious and I always had this courage to go forward without knowing what's going to wait for me. So I started with the first country who was, uh, which was Germany. And I don't really like it because I, I, I didn't have nice uh, memories from there. And my whole life, I was a person who lost the gift, everything. And I didn't have a balance between giving and receiving and between being, you know, a person who can say no when it's going to help me. So people in Germany really use that fact. And I had a very bad story and I had an accident that cost me a year from my life to bring myself back to normal. Basically what happened, we had a car crash with my let's say, let's call them friends, because I was thinking about those people around me that are my friends. So in the moment that we had this crash, everybody ran away. And I was the only one who left there because I lost my consciousness, I blacked out. And I remember that I just, you know, woke up and I, I saw them running away from me and nobody actually cared, like, what's going on? They, they ran away because I didn't know, but the driver, my friend, he drink, and this accident was like with, with another car. So obviously he's going to have some problems. So they ran away, but I wasn't able because I hit my head 
and that was very tragic for me not maybe from my outside like physically but mentally it cost me very much because in this day i actually died because i left my family i didn't want to listen to them to not go with these people and my family tried to do everything to stop me but i didn't i choose friends over my family so this day when my friend left me i died and the worst thing is that i went to hospital and i i didn't know who i am i wasn't able to say anything and my family was looking for me two weeks none of my friends called my mom or my father to tell like listen this and this happened alexandra is now in hospital we can find her there nobody said anything no nothing so you can imagine what my mom was thinking they they thought i'm dead they didn't have any contact because my phone was was crashed so no one knows and what happened is that i couldn't say anything people was coming to me asking me who are you where are you from and from the moment that i could speak german and english and my language i forget them all i went speechless and I had so many people around me. I even went to the uh, therapist. They, they called the therapist because they said like this guy, she needs to have such a big trauma that she's not able to speak. And after two weeks came one nurse from the hospital and she was from my country. And all she asked me was that, do you remember the phone number to your mother? Can you imagine oh, wow. all of a sudden, everybody asking me about name and everything. And there is one lady who is asking me for, for, for the phone number. And that was the only thing I could say. So I mm. said the number and she called my mom, but she couldn't, my mom, she couldn't answer. So she left a voicemail and she said like, uh, we found your daughter, Alexandra, but she couldn't say where I am. So my mom said like, okay, she's dead. They have her body. That's it. Oh no. Your poor mother. Yeah. My father was worse because he was panicking my mom she was staying strong and she was like no 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 everything is okay i'm sure everything is okay but he was like no no she's dead my 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 purest my best my everything she's dead it was the now i can say it freely but it wasn't so easy for me to say about this before so they found me let's make it a little bit you know in the bits so it won't take so long because it's a long story so what happened? They found me. We went to hospital in my country. I, I had a therapy. And the thing was that my father, he wasn't working, so he was taking care of me. And he was teaching me how to work. I didn't want to work. I didn't, nothing. So we were starting step by step. My hands were shaking all the time. And it wasn't the best experience. But after that, I understand that everything is possible in life so after a year they 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 tried to convince me to stay in my country to start studies and everything and i did it only to you know calm them down to just pay for what i did that i choose someone else and i give them so much stress so i started to start felt guilty you felt guilty it sounds like although it was not your fault Yes. yes, and also I had a very big shame in my heart. And I had the feeling and I had the belief that I'm not good enough. Because they left me, so something must be clearly wrong, wrong with me, you know. 
the worst scenario that you can do for yourself to let yes. the outside world rule your inside world but i did it it's normal everybody makes mistakes and honestly i'm very grateful for that mistake because it made me who i am today and after this time i started to study but still you know this voice inside of me of the you know adventure of seeing more was too you know noisy it was too noise so i start to go to another country i said to my mom mama i know you are afraid but i promise to you that this time i'm gonna do my best to not disappoint you and i promise i will be safe and I will always call you every day, each of day, and I did. And from from Germany, I chose Austria. From Austria, I went to Belgium. From Belgium, I went to Amsterdam. And today, I'm in London. It's been three years already. This is the longest place I stayed so far. Oh yes, <laughs> you must love it there. It's nice. I I would say that the people who are around me are my family now. I'm mm, not that's beautiful I'm not easily to let them go you know yes you're you're also 10 years older than you were when you went to Germany the first time exactly exactly like right we learn a lot in 10 years about trust too and everything right that's true. but I can't I cannot believe that they left you there how horrifying that that must have been yeah but if you start to think about the whole situation in the world yes. that wasn't the, the worst scenario Actually, I never felt, you know, I never felt pity for myself. Because whenever I felt like, whoa, oh my God, why, why these things happen to me? I always sat down and I was starting to watch, you know, pictures from Africa, for example. Those kids who doesn't yes. have what I have, who doesn't have a roof, who doesn't have a water, who doesn't have clothes, nothing. Or people who, who are, you know, blind or deaf. Mm -hmm. or deaf. There's always somebody worse. That's yeah, true. I love that attitude. Yeah, though. You cannot feel pity for yourself if you have two hands, two legs, two eyes and two ears. This is the best, you know, blessing that you can have in life. So whenever I, because I am a human and I can have days that I will feel like this, why? And that's not fair and whatever, you know, because of the mindset. But it's just one second. It doesn't take longer in my head. Oh, that's great. Congratulations for thinking that way. That's that's really a great way to think. And yeah, just it's fantastic. I can see you. I know the audience can't see you smiling, but you have such a beautiful smile. I you you look really at peace with with everything. So I'm really happy for you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, that's the one thing that um, Actually, I have it from my parents because they went through a lot of things in life as well. But one thing they never change in themselves. They never change their willingness to help others. No matter how many times they were betrayed, they always will give value and hand to help someone. Always. Doesn't matter. And they, they will always smile. Even if, you know, even if, if it lost, we lost our house, we had a fire, we lost our house, we, we lost many things. My mother, she had four kids and from four, four kids, she had three kids. So, you know, 
there is so many things that they could be upset. They could be like uh, blaming others, but they never did. So who I am today, I actually take from them, I would say as well. Oh, that's so great. My parents too. I'm a Portuguese background mm -hmm. and my mm -hmm. parents are very giving as well. I lost my dad, but he's very, very giving person. And, and my mom continues to be. And, you know, when you're younger, you don't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But now I want to take all those good things and, and use them and teach them in my family. Right. Yes. And well, I would say that um, every lesson in your life even if it feels like it's the worst the only thing you can do is to accept it and appreciate it because you are still alive and this experience is for something for some reason today i know that everything bad will happen to me is just to make me stronger and to help others i wouldn't describe it in a different way and i'm really grateful for all of my failures for all of my mistakes for all the people who helped me in this day yes so now you're you're out there and you're comfortable telling your story yes and i yes. understand you have a facebook group i do people can I find do. you okay and um can you tell us a little bit about um the group yes so um i have a team of 10 people are working with me in the business as well we we are doing the, the same business they are my partners but i'm i wouldn't call myself a leader but they like to call me like this because i am mentoring them and coaching them how to overcome fear how to overcome like lack of self-love and how to do these things in the business as well because for me relationships are very important and none of the business can work properly without having a relationship you know so true so true um can you tell us about some roadblocks maybe that you've had in your business that that you were able to overcome with with a change of like into positive attitude because it sounds like you've gone from you know earlier before we started the episode you were saying how um, you had a big transformation from negative to positive. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how, if it affects your business and what yes, you teach? Yes, for sure. Yes. So it wasn't always like this, that uh, my uh, way of thinking was positive because I was having very bad uh, people around me. I was always choosing the, the worst, uh, I would say, like examples of friends. And... I was thinking and I was believing that because I'm from family that gave me so much love, I will be able to teach these people to have the same love and to share the light. I used to call this a light within myself. But what I didn't know is that sometimes darkness is stronger than you if you are just alone and you are not necessarily knowing what you are doing and or with who you are dealing with. So. Most of my friends, they were like drug dealers or like, let's say, kind of uh, rebels. And my family could never understand why I end up in this, uh, you know, kind of environment because they never raised me as a person like that. And, you know, the worst part was for my mother to accept that she gave me so much love and everything what I need, but I was choosing a different people. 
instead of her. And today I'm very sorry for that. And I would do everything and I'm still doing everything to make it up for her. And the, the best thing is that uh, I am now an example for others. And this is what I say to myself that that will be the best thing for my mom to see me how I can change different people's lives. So what it happened is that because I had this environment, I just start to act like them. I start to be violent, I start to be aggressive. I had an episode where I used to smoke a lot of weed. And because of that, I was losing control and I was very nervous. And it will, you know, affect my life. It will affect everything. I wasn't the best student in the school. I, I actually, I hated. I hate school. I didn't like to go there. I didn't like to learn. But if you see me today, I, I would love to spend all of my free time with the books. <laughs> yes, yes. It's funny how things change our perspective in our life, right? That's true. And how it happened is because I came to London and I, someone gave me the hand that I was giving for others. So my boyfriend teach me everything what he knew this day about love of attraction. And it was very hard for him because I was really, really negative person. Whatever he would say or he would try to do good, I will take it as an attack for me. I wasn't, you know, uh, able to listen bad things about myself. I was always fighting with this. I, I used to have huge ego and very big proud, you know, like, who are you to tell me this, this, this and that, you know? So that was the thing that I couldn't change in myself for almost 26 years. But the worst part is that I didn't like myself. And he teach me and he showed me how to appreciate spending time on my own. Because I was always around everyone. I didn't want to stay with myself even for five minutes. I didn't want to listen to my thoughts because they would just tell me like, you are worthless, you are not good enough, what you achieve in your life, all of your friends, they, they already have good job, they have kids, family, and what you are doing. So what I was doing, I was focusing on other people. I wanted to solve their problems because I didn't want to sit down with mine. But these problems, they was chasing me. All the time, it was like a whole circle. It's incredible how much we let the outside world affect us on the inside and how we let that um, damage us, right? What we think other people think and yes, what we, we think do. the stories, we do. We do. the stories that we tell ourselves, yeah. you know, and you were grown up, you grew up in a beautiful home. I grew up in and we were very lucky to grow up in a first, you know, not in a third world country. We had a roof over our head. We had all the basic life necessities and we still doubted ourselves. You know, we still, you know, we didn't need other people to do it. We did it ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that was the first step to my transformation, but it was really difficult for me and for him because from being someone who would not see nothing good. And especially I was fully into the darkness because I lost the most important person in my life who was my grandfather. He was like a, you know, like a best light in my life. I never met a person like him. He will always smile. Even if he will be angry with me, he will smile. 
or he would start to laugh. He couldn't be angry. He was such a loving and giving person. He, you know, he stopped to work to help my mom to raise us. So he was just like angel, you know. But the moment uh, he left this world was the worst. I couldn't find myself. I died again. But this mm, time, so sorry. it was even worse because I started to hear noises. I started to hear voices, and those voices, they, they, they tried to kill me. You know, they, they said so many bad things to me that I was like, oh no, I can't handle it. I just want to go out from this life, just do whatever I want to do, like end it up. So my, my parents, they act very fast and they call the psychiatrists. When they saw me, they said, you, you need to be hospitalized. We cannot help you like this. So they brought me to another city and they said that I need to spend there three months. And the first week I was like without any consciousness, like who I am or whatever, you know, because my grandfather was dying. But why it happens like that? It was because the whole week before that happened, I didn't sleep even one second because I was taking care of him. I was feeding him, I was cleaning him, I was singing him songs, I was praying for him, I was doing everything. I didn't want to leave him for one second. And I was sitting on the chair next to his bed and I wouldn't move. Everybody would come to the room and would say, oh, Alexandra, please go sleep, we're gonna change. We're gonna do something. And I was like, yes, okay, okay. I was leaving the room, but I couldn't sleep. I was doing something else. I was preparing him food or whatever. I was basically taking everything what I could. And it wasn't the best, you know, thing because my family, they also wanted to take care of him. But I was like, no, 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 no. I have to, I have to, because he was taking care of me when I was small. I have to do something for him. And besides, the worst part was that I didn't want to let him go. And I remember that the night before I went, you know, very, very mental, very ill. I was praying and I said, like, please, God, take my soul, but leave his. Because I'm not able to live without him. Oh, wow. And this moment, actually, I started to hear this, this voices, noises and everything around me. And it was a really difficult time and I was really scared. I was really scared. I was scared for everyone, whoever I saw, even in my family, I was so scared. I would just stick with my mom. And I will, I will just stick with her and I will, I will say many, many weird, you know, things, you know, that I would never say. But I didn't want to let go of my grandfather. So what they did, they, they take him from home because they saw that I'm, it's not going to end up good for me, that right. I'm ready to give my life for him. So they, they took him and they wanted the doctors to look after him. So he went to hospital. And the moment they took him from home, I lost my mind. That was, that was the end. And this is the way how I end up in hospital. But that wasn't for long. I'm so sorry that you went through that though, but I, I understand it. I, you know, you're telling your story and it's, and it's hitting me because yeah. Don't be sorry because that, that was my mistake as well, because, um, 
I was, don't forget, I was smoking weed before and I was really bad yes. person. So this influenced my mind as well. That's why all the things, I was the only person who have fault in that. No one knows. Yeah. You know, you're so yeah. wise to, to see it that way and to look back now and, sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, I want to hear what happened next. I just, I'm just so, um, <laughs> Don't yeah. worry. Everything is, everything is how it's supposed to be. So after, let's say it was a week, because I, I, I don't really remember because these days I wasn't uh, in myself. So let's say around the week, let's say two weeks maximum, I was starting to talk with the therapist and I, I saw people who had worse stories than me. And actually this brought me back because I felt sorry for them. I wanted to help them. And I said to myself, like, hey, come on, what's wrong with you? You are not sick. You are just feeling scared and you don't want to let go of your grandfather. And you also smoke weed, so you get paranoid. And I always keep telling to myself every single day, you are okay. You are strong, you are healthy. And uh, I would say that my mom also, she used to call me and she knew that I am praying for my grandfather since I know how to pray. And I'm the person who is keeping him alive. And what happened is that she called me and she said to me like, listen, I know you love your grandfather so much. I love him too. But please, he suffers. It's time. Let him go. Pray for his good death and let him go. And for me, it was like, no, I can't do it. How? Him? No, never. Rather, I want to die, but not him. I can't, you know, I was selfish. I was really selfish. And when I understand that I'm selfish, I sat down. I went to church. And I said, like, okay, forgive me. I didn't want to let him go. I love him so much, but if you wish, and if you think that is time, okay, please just take him the way, but he will not feel anything. And you know, I went back to hospital and I fell asleep. And next day my mom called me, not me actually. She gave me this new, uh, to the therapist because she 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 know she know it's going to be difficult for me. So next day I I heard that my grandfather died, but she said that he didn't suffer. He just went to sleep and he didn't wake up. Wow. So this is the first time you can actually notice that love of attraction is very strong. And besides. I said before that I'm the only person who is guilty of all these circumstances. It's true, because my mindset was very negative. I was very spoiled by my family. And because of that, I was thinking that I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, and whoever. It was really not nice. So I grew with this kind of two shades, good, hard, and bad attitude. 
So whatever I was thinking about, it happens, it manifests. If I come back and I start to realize and analyze my life, everything what I was thinking about or talking about or dreaming about, even if it, if it was negative, it happened. So after, after this week and after his death, I actually start to help other patients because they, they had really bad stones, like really bad. And what I did, I just sat down with them and I started to listen. And when I start to listen, I start to discover that I have so much to give. I have so many advice to them that I start to give them advice. And I remember one time that the new girl came to the hospital and she came to me and she said like, uh, are you a therapist? <laughs> and you know, this day I was like, wow, whoosh, what's going on? And that was the best thing I could ever hear in my life. And after this, I had the... Um, um, conversation with my doctor and he said like you know what Alexandra I can't believe it I still can't believe it you came in such a worse stage of your life we, we was thinking that it would take you minimum months of your life to get back to normal and look at you you're so normal you say it's unbelievable and they stopped to give me pills they stopped to do anything with me but well, I had to stay these three months because that was a rule. So I spent these three months with helping people. And I had so many nice stories from them, mm. from them that, you know, I decided that I will not give up so easily. And I didn't, but it also take me time. It took me time because, um, I had very bad relationship. My previous relationship was very bad. It was a person who was very abused and he manipulated me. So I decide to be a victim. And as you might know, if you are a victim, you're not going to finish this story so easily. So with this mindset of helping people, I was struggling with helping myself the most. And I was running away again from myself. But this time I was running away from him as well. So I ran away to London because I knew he's not going to come here to find me or to follow me. That was the only thing. And when I came to London, I came with one friend of mine. And her boyfriend actually introduced me to my today's boyfriend. Oh, that's so nice. Yes, and it's been three years today that my boyfriend put a lot of effort in me to be who I am as well. He helped me and it wasn't easy. I was very mean to him and I was trying, you know, subconsciously, I was trying to drag him down because that was all I knew so far to destroy what is good in me. I wanted to destroy and in the result, I wanted to destroy the person who loves me so much and tries to give me good. I tried to destroy him. And I almost did, I almost did. Because from very positive and happy and smiley person, he become just like me for a moment. And this moment- He actually, sounds amazing. Actually, yeah. Hold on to him. He sounds like he's a beautiful person. He is, he is, he is. And most of all, I am a very strong woman. 
and not everyone could uh, actually accept me the way how, how I am. And he did. So I can say that uh, he was a um, first beginning of my transformation. Afterwards, I did it on my own because the one thing he always said to me is like, you know what? I cannot tell you the solution. I can guide you on the way, but you have to do it. And you have to find the solution, not me. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I can give you an example, but I will never tell you what to do. You have to discover your way. And you know, he was brutal because he left me. He showed me the way and he left me. And he was observing me and that was the best thing he could do. And he starts to observe my actions, but I become more and more like, I couldn't understand why are you leaving me? Why? Why you are not like you used to be before? Why you stop to? And I believe that he stops to care about me. And this brings arguments between us. And actually we split for some time because I was so, like I was full of everything, those emotions. And don't forget, I'm alone in this country. I'm not alone today because my friends and my boyfriend, they become my family. But these days I was alone with my mindset, with my scarcity mindset. So I managed to split with him because of my ego, because of my willing to control everything and everyone. And, you know, it was bad, I can say. And I really appreciate him. Yes, but most people won't admit that. Like you can see that you were wrong in that, right? So that's great. Like yes, it's I very really hard wrong. to admit. Really mm -hmm. But not everybody would say that. I think it shows a lot of growth. You know, it shows a lot of growth. Right? Uh, I think awareness is very important thing that you should have in your life. And the second one after awareness would be acceptance. You need to accept the things the way how they are. But you don't have to believe that it's true. You can accept them, but you don't have to take it as your truth. You can always have inside of you a strong belief that no matter how bad things are today, you know, because you have trust in yourself, that they're going to be just like you dream about them. And I'm a very good example of this. Because if you ask my, my, my previous friends or my, my family, they would say, like, who would have thought that Alexandra will become an entrepreneur today? That she will teach other people how to be more positive, how to remove the blocks from life. So the story began with my entrepreneurship and, and being in digital marketing, with network marketing, actually. I wanted to be a part of something bigger, so... I was trying myself in network marketing. And what I did is that I discovered that um, sometimes there is a lack of trainings and support for new marketers. So I took all of these things that was missing and I created something mine. And today I can say that these people, they are like my engine to know more. To, to learn more, to do more, to get out of my comfort zone. No, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I can tell that you're hungry for that, you know? Like, you really are involved and you're really passionate about it. Yes, because, um, you know, I grew up with money. I come from an entrepreneur family. My parents, they always had money. But they never had time. 
and I saw that when they had money, they had a lot of friends around them. But when they lost everything, there was no one. So this day actually teach me that um, money is important. It is. And I, I love money, you know? I love them. And money loves me. But the thing is that money is not controlling my life. I am controlling money. So my first biggest value in life is people, moments, because those things you cannot buy. And when you start to think like what I can give to people, money is following you like a magnet. It's just like, you know, this money wants to find a home in your pocket. <laughs> if you just try to change your mindset, actually try is not a good word. Because when it comes to love of attraction, we know from, uh, from our thoughts that words try already have a struggle in that. So instead of say try, we can say we are doing this. And what I did, I just, I just really have this willingness to help them. Because I saw the small details that they couldn't. But not the wrong ones. I saw the good ones that they couldn't see. And for me, it's not that uh, being a leader is not all about showing you the wrong way that you are taking. No, it's all about showing you your strong sides. Okay, mistakes are happening. Yes, you have to be aware of mistakes. But what you need to do is that you need to think why you made this mistake how you could uh, not do it again and move forward. And this is what I do with my team. I want to follow their moves, not to catch what wrong they do. I want to catch what they do good to show them how they can make it even stronger and better. When it comes to I mistakes, that. <laughs> that I always said to them, and I will always say it, over and over again, I trust you. And I know you're gonna make it right. No matter how big the mistake is, okay. It cost us something, doesn't matter. Just make sure to take a lesson and not do it again. And that's it. And what I discovered is that you don't need to be a kind of manager for people. You just need to show them how they can manage their own time and how they can manage to be better person by showing the strong sides of them and by giving them value because you know people who feel good about themselves they produce better results absolutely i wish more managers and bosses could uh, could learn that from you you know we need more of that in <laughs> in the workforce it's so true you know people think they have to be tough and on top of each other and bang 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 but it's, it's so true. And people come out the other end more productive, with better ideas, more um, self-confident. And it does. It produces a better product, produces better relationships. That's so true. Very good advice. Exactly. Um, you know, and actually, my transformation, my real transformation starts when I become a leader. But I don't like this word too much because what I do is that I want them to be a leader. So I create leaders, you know, leaders right. create leaders. I don't create followers. I don't like to have followers. 
I would like to be an inspiration for them, but I don't want them to duplicate my moves, you know? Right. You want them to discover their own. Yes, I want them to make their own decisions. Leaders create leaders. I love that. I'm going to quote you on that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's not actually mine. Uh, it's it's something that I heard from uh, from someone who was uh, my mentor at the beginning because I I I had a YouTube mentor <laughs> because these days I couldn't afford to have a coach. Today I do because today I know that even the greatest person needs someone who will show the good sides in them. So I have my own coach today as well, and. I can say that my coach, she become my best friend. And now we are like inseparable. I cannot live without her. She cannot live without me. And I can say that, um, I can say that Magdalena Hanna is a, a very different coach from everyone that I met so far. I'm so glad you have that kind of relationship. How did you find your coach? Yes, indeed she. Uh, you know, we met on one event. It was uh, about uh, some kind of spirituality because I okay. discover a huge willingness to know more about spiritual side of me. And she actually stand up and she said something. And I, uh, you can hear from my English that I'm not uh, from England, that it's not my mother language. But from her, you could not understand because her English is almost perfect. But you know what? I knew she's from Poland. I knew it. The moment she starts to speak, I was like, wow, I'm sure she's from Poland. And she's like a professional uh, translator. And um, you call them, I have this word at the end of my phone, interpreter. Oh, yes, yes. She's doing this professionally, so you can imagine. But I was the very first person who understand that she's from Poland. And she said to me, like, how you did it? And I said, I don't know. I just felt your energy. That's it. <laughs> and you had that connection right away. Yes. And I said to her, you just felt, you just felt home. That's it. Oh, especially in a foreign land, right? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, and. And she starts to help me, like she starts to coach me without asking anything. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was thinking like, she's got so many good programs. I think I want to do one because she already gave me so much value that I know it's the best, you know, it's the best thing I can do. So what I did, I saved money and I, and I came to her and I said like, because we, we were friends already, you know, and I came to her and I said, listen, Magdalena, I want you to coach me. And she was like laughing, you know, she was like, of course, I'm going to do it with all of my pleasure. And I'm happy that you choose me from everyone else. So, but she was like, well, you got to uh, understand that I need to treat you like a family. So you need to have a family discount. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. Yeah, and oh, that's great. It know, sounds I was I didn't expect that. That was the best thing because I must tell you that this these days it wasn't easy for me to save this money. But I was so determined to make a change in my life, to be a better leader, to be a better person, to 
just to you know to give more value so i i saved it and when i went to her she gave me such a big gift hmm. so beautiful people giving to people i love that exactly it's, exactly. it's like a full circle and now you're helping yeah. other people i think this is great yeah is there is there anything on your journey that you can tell us about that was the biggest struggle for you like the internally what was yes. your biggest struggle yes. going through this transformation um accept my mistakes myself and the biggest struggle was to step up from my comfort zone mm. That was that's a tough one yes because you know um as i mentioned before i wasn't the best student but when you become an entrepreneur it requires thousands of knowledge from you from various areas so it was really difficult for me to you know to start to read so much to start to write so much it was like i can't do it because in the school, my mom used to do it for me because I was such a big manipulator that I would do everything that she will make it done. And because she loved me so much, she would do it. All this talk about your mom, I'm going to go visit my mom when this interview is over. <laughs> I'm going to go over yeah. and give her a big hug. <laughs> yes, yes, I really am very connected with my parents and I really love them so much and who I am today, it's mostly because of them. And you know, the, the best thing is in my mom because I was very rebel. I give her so much pain, but you know, she always used to say to me, you are not like this. And I believe in you. And I know one day you're gonna show me your real face because I know this face, you just forget her. How beautiful. Yes. And she was right. She was right. Mothers are always right. Right. Yes, <laughs> they are. They are. You know, you brought a lot of wisdom today, and I know that people listening at home are going to really enjoy this episode. And you can really hear your heart through through the you know electronics, or as you would say, too. <laughs> you're like you're on the Thank other side of the much. of the Thank world. You you're welcome. You're on the other side of the world, but it feels like you're in the same room, you know, and I can feel your passion and, and your love and all the positive, uh, positive attitude and energy coming from you. So thank you so much um, for coming on today and for sharing this with, with the listeners and with me. I personally enjoyed it very much. It was great to meet thank you. you. Can I just share one tip? Of course. That was the thing that I had from someone and it really helps me. And yes. it will be dedicated for people who have problems with emotions, like depression, anxiety, or whatever it is mm. that they are struggling at the moment. If you feel that you are overwhelmed, or you have like train of thoughts, ask yourself, is it true? Answer yourself and after this answer, ask yourself once again, is it really true what I am thinking in my head? Is it really true? And the third question will be like, how would I feel without this thought? And the best way is to write it down. This is what helped me. It's beautiful. I love that. That's a really good to a suggestion, a very good tool. I'm going to try that next time. <laughs> 
Thank you for sharing that. Pleasure. I, I look forward to seeing all the wonderful things that you're doing and um, we'll put all the links to your social media on the shows. Okay. So great to meet you, Alexandra. Lovely Thank to you. meet you as well. And I just wanted to say that you are doing an amazing thing. And I really oh, I, I appreciate you. you doing this because with you and with so many great people, we really can change the world. Oh, thank you. And you keep doing what you're doing. It's I love I love it. Make my heart feel so big. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.